right, y'all, get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, 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 everyone. It's uh, your favorite guys back again. You're listening to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. This is Dave Coker of Dave Mark Inc., promoter and event planner. And I got along with me my favorite partner. <laughs> your, your, your only partner. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And th- this is Leonard Young, uh, owner of National Black Guy, black media specialist and all around good guy. How you doing, Dave? Hey, I'm here, brother. I'm here. We made it through to another week. How was your weekend? Man, it, it was good. You know, this was really a relaxing weekend. Um, even though we, we had a, a full house of kids, but, um, you know, still had a good time. We had a, a little cookie, cookie making challenge that the kids did over the weekend. So, oh, okay. Um, and whoever had the best cookies got to open one of their gifts. <laughs> okay. So who won? Um, so actually my, my son Quincy won. Really? Yes. Okay. So he, he outshined the girl. All right? of the cookies were nasty. Oh, but his was okay. the least. Nasty, nasty. <laughs> basically. So, I mean, he he got lucky. Uh, now, are they influenced by the TV shows, the cooking shows, and everything? Um, the so the girls are. Oh, the girls are. Okay. My son, I mean, if it's not TikTok, Roblox, Pokemon, Minecraft, yeah, he's he's not even worried about it. So. Okay. All right. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Well, what, what about your weekend? Um. I was I was busy. Uh, one of my coworkers is leaving the job um, she, by, by by choice or by yeah, force. She, she got another job and she it's a great opportunity. And so after 17 years with the state, she is leaving to okay. take this opportunity. So we hooked up with her and um, had that went to a happy hour thing with her and had a good time and everything. And uh, so. I, I didn't get a chance to do what I wanted to do, which was go see Spider-Man, but it's coming. I'm going to see it this okay, week. Okay, I'm, I'm, I've heard all Man, good reviews. Everybody, everybody <laughs> I talk to is talking about how great this movie is. So, yeah. I, so I got to see it this week sometime. I, I'll probably, get, I'm sure I'll see it by the weekend. And you want me to tell you, like, this is probably the first movie that I would actually order, but here it's only in theaters. Right? Yeah, because they wanted to make that money. You know, did you see how much it made? Uh, no, I didn't. It made. $260 million and domestically, that was domestically, um, and over $600 million uh, worldwide. Oh, wow. For the opening weekend. Yeah, so I, I know they said it was only second to uh, Avengers Endgame. Yes, yes. Or yes. at least pre pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they're making some money off Oh, yeah, no, they, they, they make a kill. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's. I, I haven't heard one bad review about this picture, so that's good. Yeah, know? I know. So that's not, good. not a single one. So now we got our movie <laughs> review out. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But um, come on, let's let, let's talk. Let's talk some news. Guys. Yeah. So, you, you know, Dave, I was just trying to research some good stories for the weekend. You know, one of my found and it's a story or it's a situation we know a lot about, but a story that and to be honest, I never heard about this lady in school. So, you know, a lot of times we hear about Rosa Parks, how she refused to give up her seat to a white person to move to the back of the bus. But before Rosa Parks, there was another lady named Claudette Colvin. Um, she was also in Alabama. She was in Montgomery. I think uh, Rosa was in what Selma or 
Birmingham, yeah. maybe Birmingham, somewhere else. I think it was, yes. And so she was actually the first person. She refused to give up her seat. And um, in doing so, she was arrested. And she, uh, of course, received a record. And just recently, 66 years, um, she's still living, 66 years after she was arrested, um, her juvenile record, because she was a juvenile at the time, has been expunged. So, um, you know, it, it was kind of like a big celebration, a little bit of, uh, um, you know, definitely a heartwarming situation because, you know, she was standing up for her rights. And even though we always hear about Rosa Parks, um, you know, she was actually the first. And, and to give you a little bit of backstory, and I actually learned this via social media, specifically Twitter. But, you know, what she did and what Rosa did were both around the same time. And there were a couple reasons why Rosa Parks was the face of the organization. I already know where you're going. Oh, you already? Okay. Well, no, no, okay. no, no, okay. no. Yeah. Yep. Ahead. So, you know, the, one reason was colorism. And it was Montgomery, Alabama. It was Montgomery? Okay. Sure. Okay. Oh, so so Rosa was Montgomery? Yes. Okay. So they, they were both yes. Montgomery. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, you know, one of the reasons was colorism. You know, of course. Rosa is light skin, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Claudette was a little bit darker. Um, another reason was um, Claudette. Shortly after the incident, she got pregnant. So a, a pregnant teenager, they kind of chose for that not to be necessarily be the um, the face, the face of, of the organization. Of the but, you know, I, I just think it's crazy how and, you know, I just say for myself, there's so much black history that I'm learning via social media that I didn't learn in school. And I'm sure, you know, they may not be teaching it in schools. Let me let me say this as an older person. Um, you know, I was born during the you know I was born in the sixties. Uh, you know, and a lot of this stuff was going on during that time. You know, in you know my early years of life. And I don't know. Man. I mean, you know, the stuff that we've been talking. I went to black schools all the way up until my twelfth year of high school. I went to all black schools. So you would think. Well, hold on, but uh, except AI, right? <laughs> I wasn't going to put that out there. Because anyway, we already know. Yeah, I wasn't going to put that out there. But anyway, um, when you think about going to black schools and everything, you would think that there would be a lot of black history taught. But I'm finding out stuff now that I didn't know anything about. You know, this story here, I remember vaguely hearing about Ms. Colvin before, but not to you know, the celebratory uh, mention, her name hadn't been in that, that mention as uh, a Rosa Parks, because right. of course Rosa Parks looked apart. Right. And she was, she was perfect for what they needed to do at that time, you know. Um, and unfortunately, why make a woman wait 66 years because she refused to give up her seat? You know, um, and then why not before now? Did right. this happen to happen because of the timing of where we are with the Black Lives Matter and everything else that's going on in the world? right? Yeah, now? I mean, you know, I, I think it was a combination of everything. You know, I think one is. You know, first of all, and this is something we probably don't know, but when did she start trying to fight it? Two is why was it even a fight? 
You know, it's kind of like, okay, if we think back and you were discriminated against in 19, let's say 1950, you know, do we need to go back and be like, okay, like we need to write that wrong? Well, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the people that were wronged against back then, they are fighting, trying to go back and get that stuff taken off the books. And, And of course, if they spent any time in jail, course they can't get that time back right but you know there are there are there are favorite word these days reparations <laughs> <laughs> and, and dave i i want all my reparations <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I want so, them all yeah so we want we want all of that to be prepaid and i'm sure miss colvin you know she fought that fight to be able to have hers paid as well unfortunately you know we didn't get you know, it took 66 years. It's ridiculous. It's 66 years to give this woman her just due. You know, did she get on the wrong bus? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, come yeah, on now. I mean, you I, know, that's, think about it. Did she get on the wrong bus? You know, so, but, uh, it's a, it, for those that, that, that want to read the story, um, make sure to take the time because I, I'm telling you, I'm finding out some things about black history. Um, you know, I don't want to get too far off the subjects right now, but, you know, if you ever get a chance to Google about the lakes that are down in the south that were once cities, black-owned cities, and they... Oh, and they flooded them? Oh, you didn't know about this. I mean, I, I feel like I heard a little bit, but yeah, I never actually... Yeah, they flooded these towns, one in Florida, one in um, one in Georgia, uh, and they're very popular resorts right now. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. They're resorts. Not for, for us? No, 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 no. Because they flooded these towns out back during the 60s and, the, you know, the, the early. So now are they like lakefront resorts yes. and waterfront? Yes. Wow. Yeah, but they were once black ran towns. Um, you ever hear the story of Central Park? Yep. Oh, there's Seneca yeah. Village. Yes. And, so, and, and to be honest, I only learned that via social media. And how long ago? Uh, within the year. See, there you go. Within see, a year. see, all of this stuff is coming out because of social media and because you can find out all the stuff that you need to know on the web now. That's what makes it possible. So, but that stuff, we're going to get into it at another time because that's some deep stuff right there, you know. Um, so we're going to um, actually um, keep it moving. And anything you guys hear, we, we actually want you guys to make your comments and everything because we want to be able to to uh, see what you're thinking about the things that we're talking about. And we want your voice to be heard. So anything you hear, please put it in our chat. Um, you know, you can, uh, so we can make comments every now and then we'll get a comment and we try to bring it up while we're on the air. So, you, you know, we can acknowledge that you put it out there. Okay. All right. So we're going to move on to our next story. I don't know how many of you guys have heard about this. I'm sure if you're if you're a social media person, you probably know a little bit about this. But um, on Friday last week, you know, it was all over social media about National Shoot Up Your School Day. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. I, I mean, you can't make this stuff up, folks. Yeah. That's what it's actually called. National Shoot Your School Up uh, Day. Uh, well, National Shoot Up Your School Day. That's, let me get it right. Okay, it's, and this was a, uh, a challenge on TikTok. Of course, that's where all the challenges are. Uh, on TikTok, where they were telling people to shoot their schools up. Do you know that they had, and this is real, they had people on alert 
cops, all types of law enforcement agencies all over the United States. This doesn't just happen in one area. You know, didn't you say you were you were concerned about your kid or something? Yeah, you, you know, def- definitely. And, and, I, and I, it's so funny because I saw somebody in Best Buy when I get in these headphones. But, <clears throat> you know, I didn't I didn't even hear about it until the day of. Um, I had already dropped my kids off from school. My wife, she was taking her kids to school, and I guess Power 99. Oh, yeah, I was listening. Oh, okay. That's how I heard about yeah, it. Well, you yeah. know, it's funny. Like, the, the lady I saw on Best Buy, she mentioned Power 99, too. She said she made a U-turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Power 99 was saying. Well, they were talking about this. But what's so it's funny because I think people, some people knew about this. Yeah. But Power 99, after hearing multiple people talk about oh, it, yeah, they turned it was around. Crazy. It was crazy. I was like, wait. Are you serious? And then I, I jumped on my phone and started Googling. And, you know, of course, that's what we do now. And I said, this is a real thing. No, it and, is, it, it was, and it was everywhere. Yeah. OK, so and some people were not sending their kids to school or whatever. Now, thank God, nothing happened. Yeah. Not, OK, not, there, not a single shooting. not a single shooting. Um, you know, so nobody acted on it. Thank God for that. But, you know, we just got finished talking about a story about a lady who 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 sat down on a bus? <laughs> we go to a story where people are talking about shooting up schools. I know. And oh, this lady and just, a challenge, right? And it was only a challenge. And this lady had to wait sixty six years to get her to, to get her reparations. Right. You know, you know, to to be able to get her name expunged. And we're talking about people that are going around talking about shooting up schools, and then and telling your kids now. Just think, if we had one. A kid who, you know, uh, got their hands on an AR-15 and decided to walk around to a school and shoot up and um, shoot up a school, which we know has happened already. So, you know, with and, certain and kids recently and recently. Yeah. So just think if somebody took that challenge seriously and went and shot up a school, what would we would be talking about right now? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, even the other crazy thing that I think about, too, is, OK, what responsibility does TikTok have? Because so it's kind of like if it's spreading. But keep in mind where TikTok is coming from. You yeah, know. I mean, I mean, I, I get it, but it's kind of like okay. So I, I know TikTok probably jumped on it as fast as they can, mm-hmm. not fast enough. But and we know that TikTok has been been um, they have been accused of being very prejudiced. Oh yeah. We, so we, we don't know what that was we, put we, out we there. We talked about that on yeah. episode three, four, right, five, right? Right, right, yeah. And, and we know that technically that could have been something that was put out there for certain groups of people. Oh, you, oh okay. Conspiracy theory. Yeah, cons- okay, yeah, I hear yeah. You. Because, you know, think about it, you know. But I you know, we we always got the conspiracy theories going on on our right. show. So, you know, but it but there's a lot of them out there and it, and a lot of them or, or, you know, they there's definitely um, viable. Some of them are definitely viable, and we need to make sure that we pay attention because that's the problem. We don't take everything serious enough, and we need to make sure we're doing that. Okay. Right. But you, you know, playing devil advocate, you know, I think it's hard too because every time they, it's it's almost like um, you remember in school, every time they they pull the fire alarm, mm-hmm. like you go outside. I know that if we had cancel school because of this then it's like okay every time if it's a prank oh, yeah. or the thing yeah. you know yeah. so they'd be out of school yeah, so like, much I, like I, I think eventually you kind of come numb to the situation but um one last thing on my part i will say i was surprised that 
my children's school. So I didn't know about what till they went to school when they came home. I asked them, I'm like, okay, you know, were you scared? They're like, nah, we weren't worried, you know, kids. But one thing they did say is that they don't have any police presence in their schools. Not e- And I would have thought at least for that day, they would have had somebody. But, you know, so. And, and it's funny because when I was coming up, we always had police presence. Did you? Yeah. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. Yeah. We had truant officers. So they were all, we had, we had um, police present assigned to the school. So that was something that was, we, so we always had somebody that we can go to from police force to be able to do that. So, um, so, but anyway, so, but any, if anybody has any comments on that, please feel free to put it out there. Um, and we're going to keep it moving to our next story. Yep. And I'll probably say, especially if anyone has any comments about keeping their kids home. Oh, from yeah. School, especially that. You know, if like you, how you, you felt that, about that yes. safety measure. Yeah. And but, if it happens again, would you keep your kids home every time? And how did your kids feel about it? Let's hear. We want to hear about oh, what I the mean, kids I, had to I say. I mean, I, I think we already know how the kids yeah, felt probably. about it. Yeah. They, but, yeah. you know, my kids are a little bit different. And I said, would well, you rather come home or going to school? They said, we'd rather go to school. I was like, you are not my kids. Because, <laughs> you, you know, I would have stayed home I at know, all costs. I know. I know. Me too. Me too. But, you know, speaking of kids, and of course, you know, you know, we, we got good kids on this side. Dave, I, I don't know if you heard. There was a story of this uh, drug dealer in Chicago, 17 years old. Um, a 17 year old white drug dealer who stabbed a 15 year old boy who tried to basically run off with his weed and like a marijuana, a marijuana transaction. They went dead. Huh? Right. So he stabbed this boy. The boy died. Right. Um, so, you know, that, that, that may be kind of like a typical, you know, story we hear in the news or at least now. The spin on this is that. That he got off with no charges. Um, he got probation and the comment the judge said to him, I guess at deliberation or, you know, when the sentence was read was he's a bright kid with a bright future. Okay. So this is the, the drug dealing, stabbing white, white kid, kid, right? Yeah. Um, just for reference. The person he stabbed was a Hispanic. Right. Um, and it, the Hispanics families thought it was not fair. They thought it was white privilege. So, I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're not the only ones. I'm who, sure they're following the civil suit, right? I, I can't see why they wouldn't. If yeah. they have an attorney, I can't yeah. see why yeah. they wouldn't. Uh, if they have a good attorney, they should be following the civil suit after that. But, you know, there's so many things I want to say here, you know. But when you think about it, this was a good kid, the judge said. Okay, he has a bright future. Did the judge even ask why the kid had something that was sharp enough to stab the other kid? Right. Okay. And outside of the fact that he just sold him drugs or or attempted to sell him drugs, you know, it was a deal that went kind of awry. But... um, it's it's I get so frustrated when I hear stories like this and and I think everybody does, but it 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 all goes in line with what we've been dealing with over the last five years. Okay. Now I only said the last five years because of what we just came out of as far as the uh the number number um forty five presidency 
you know, <laughs> but this kind of stuff has been happening for a long time now. And for, you know, we've had all these cops to get off for killing people of color. Um, you know, you can't even walk down the street and pay minding your own business without somebody accusing you of doing something, you know. And here we have this these two kids. And it's because now what would have happened if that was the other way around? We all know. Oh, what we would we have already happened. would know. Yeah. He would have been a, a thug. Yep. Uh, he definitely would not would not have been a bright. First of all, how did the judge know he has a bright future? So when he comes in, he's dealing drugs. Like I, I mean, I'm, I'm just curious, what would make the judge say he had a bright future, unless his parents were of status? Like that. that that's the only thing that, that could automatically make me think that you know he had a bright future. So yeah, that had to be the case. I mean, when you when you look at it this when you look at it this way, that's the only thing that it could have been. Yeah. I mean, uh, and now that that kid, does he have to look over his shoulder from I, now on? I'm, I'm sure. Cause, so this other kid went to his high school. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, well, I'm, I'm assuming. So it does say the other kid, the kid he stabbed was an up and coming wrestler at the school. OK, hmm. so I would think that kid has a bright future, too. Now, unfortunately, he was stabbed. He was killed, um, you know, by by the the white drug dealer. So, you know, that's just one thing we never know. But, you know, it, it's just the audacity that this judge would say he he's a good kid with a bright future. He got probation and the other family right now is really just kind of, you know, holding on for probably that civil case that's that's coming. And it should be coming. Personally, uh, you know, we definitely need to make sure that this kind of thing doesn't go on on a regular basis because this is and Chicago is one of the murder capitals of the world, you know. Yes. And so I could, you know, this kid, I'm sure they have to have some type of security around him at all times, you know, for for yeah. now. Anyway. Yeah. Or, I mean, to be honest, if it's that bad, um, his parents probably removed him. He probably need to move. Yeah, I mean, he, he would. Cause I'm just thinking, if I went to school with somebody who killed another classmate, like there's just so much tension there already. Right now, most of the most of the killings that are going on in places like Philadelphia, here in Delaware, or whatever, is retaliatory. Yeah. Okay. So these, you know, and it has to do with the fact that you you did something to mine. I'm going to do something to yours. <laughs> I'm sure that's going on in Chicago. And I'm sure that that kid would probably not be able to walk down the street by himself without right. looking around. Right. Somebody, you know, somebody, somebody is probably paying attention. Believe me. Plus, to be honest, if I was his parents, I wouldn't even let him go back to that school like that. That just sounds like trouble. If I was his parents, I probably. I had to mute myself, folks. I had to mute myself, you know, so. But that's a whole nother story. But I, I just hope and pray that somehow this kid conscious maybe kicks in and he does turn out to be what this delusional judge says he he thinks he is or whatever the case may be. And maybe he'll show some remorse if he lives long enough. You know, I'm going to say 
you know, because, um, yeah, that's just wrong. That's, that, that's just wrong. So, I mean, I, you know, stuff like this really, you know, kind of makes your blood boil a little yeah, bit. It does. You know, so, so, but, um, do you, if any of you guys have comments, let us know, you know, so, um, you know, we want to make sure that we're not missing anything here. Maybe somebody else sees it from a different perspective. So, okay. On any of the subjects that we talk about, always feel free to, to chime in. You're talking about Dave and Lynn. You're listening to Dave and Lynn. Um, and this is news and trends. Okay. Um, the next story, um, <laughs> this kind of staying on the topic of racism. Into wor- in the world today. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the story about this. Uh, we had another Karen <laughs> type situation. A uh, lady and her son. Um, there's a video out there too where they're standing in garage and they're talking to this guy. The guy is actually, and I will say he is African American um, gentleman. He's working in the garage. These people are paying attention to everything he's doing. Apparently, they followed him. Um, oh, from inside the building? Yeah, they followed him. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. And the son, the guy started recording them because he started, they started asking him a bunch of questions, who he was, why was he there, and so forth. And the guy was like, I don't have to tell you why I'm here or whatever. And uh, the son gets mad because he's recording the conversation and comes over and attacks the guy and tries to take his phone and everything. And the next thing you see the ghost, <laughs> yeah. the next thing you see the sun go flying uh, backwards, you know, because the guy looked like the guy kicked him or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. He, 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 he did kicked like him a, or something. a little random yeah. house kickoff. Yeah. But then the, the woman starts saying, well, I want to know who you are and all of this kind of stuff and demanding they tell who, who he is. And then she says, I'm going to call the cops. I'm calling 911 right now. He's encouraging. He said, I want you to call because uh-huh. why? I, I'm minding my own business. Why are you guys messing with me? You know, and the guy apparently, you know, was doing what he said he was doing. He was working, but these people kept messing with him and, you know, She's walking around with her uh, designer bag and everything, you know, so she's sitting there and she's like, I'm calling the cops right now. You can see her talking to the guy and whatever. You got to look at the video. The son is standing next to her. The son's a pretty big guy, you know, um, but uh, <laughs> that dude hit him pretty good and knocked yeah, he him backwards. So. But the guy, the kid jumped on him first and they think you could tell that they, they just feel that they're in the right, that they didn't do anything wrong. And they never asked this guy anything. They just assumed that he was there because they said they had a lot of thefts in the building and people have been robbing them. I'm just, well, then why, you know, why you pick on this guy? If there was a white guy in there, would you have called the cops on him? Right. And, you know, even take a look at the video, like the first thing that comes to my mind is if I was robbing, I'm not going to sit here and entertain all your questions. No. Like if I'm robbing, I'm, I'm going to be leaving the whole time, walking away. This guy's clearly... Um, you know, he got time. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, he's dialoguing with them because right. he's trying to get them to understand, Hey, look, I'm minding my business. I'm doing my job. Why are you guys messing with me? But they, you know, it used to see the posture of the, the woman and her son and they, they've, you know, they're sitting there like they're, they're in the right or whatever. 
and so forth. And they're calling the cops and so forth. But they call the cops and they do a real punk move. They call the cops, but then they leave. And they wouldn't stay around. And you hear the guy say to him, why y'all leaving? Stay here. <laughs> because you feel you're right. Yeah, why are you right. leaving? Stay here till the cops come so we can have this conversation with the cops. But they, you know, you see them on the steps. They, they're trying to walk up the steps, you know, whatever. But they, you know, they kind of bail on the situation after they call the cops because they didn't want to be there. Because, of course, quite naturally, they know they were wrong. Yeah, the boy, they, attacked, they, they do. the boy attacked him. And he got it on video. He had and a camera he out the whole video, time. So there's no way they can win. Plus, it's like, you know, I'm not going to confront somebody about stealing if they're going to stand in my face and wait there as long. You know, like it, it just, you know, for uh, Karen and Karen's son, it probably just didn't add up to him. Yeah, yeah. You know. <clears throat> And she's still standing on step. <laughs> she's standing right. on the step. Still, we say, still trying to make that phone call. Still trying to make the phone call. So the guy starts walking over towards the steps to talk to her, and she goes up the steps. She runs away, you know, after she was standing there just doing all this talking, and she's still talking at the top of the steps. It's so funny. But the guy, he held his cool. He did. He yeah, did, he, he, he definitely did a did. really good job because some people probably would have freaked out in that situation. I mean, it probably would have been a lot of people. Yeah. But but you know what, Dave? You know, one one thing I always think about with this is why do people feel the need out of their assumptions to take their assumptions into like, okay, if you think something's wrong, call the police, let them do their job. Yeah. But why? why do you why, need but why do you why do you and your son feel the need to have to confront? confine, you know, knock the phone out of the hand with something you're not absolutely sure about. You know, that's how lynchings happen. Yeah. Because they got, they did stuff that they thought that was right for them. Right. And, you know, and in this situation, if they really felt concerned, all they had to do was go up to their apartment and yeah. make a phone call. Call the police. And, and if there were a lot of, if there were a lot of thefts in that garage, I'm sure they had video cameras down oh, there. Yeah. Because, you know, the other thing I think about, too, as a black man, and I'm just going to be real, if I'm having an argument with a person, a, a, a white person, and I'm black, and the police come, I don't have a lot of confidence that my side is going to be heard appropriately unless it's a black officer. Right. And and even with that, like, I'm just not sure. So, you know, just the fact that he was in that situation and they called the police, to be honest, like just look, even though we can't hear right now, but we're watching. I, I was a little nervous for him, you know, yeah, like but, like it, but it's, he had it's one a, thing in his favor. The, the cell phone. Yeah, he yeah. recorded the conversation, and it, and he he had that phone out. Like when you see this video, his phone's out the whole time. Even when the kid tried to the kid tried to take the phone away from right. him because he was recording the conversation. Yeah, I'm about to say he messed around, did a Bruce Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> he did a Bruce Leroy. You on guys got to see the video. Uh, if you look at it, it says, uh, assaulted by racist Karen, mom, and son duel for working while black. That's what the, that's what it says. And, you know, you're gonna, when you see the video, you'll see the kid go flying, uh, because he came too close to the guy. So, but, uh, we did, I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, a lot of that is happening. Unfortunately, we find ourselves getting in a lot of trouble just because we're black. We do. Everybody, you're listening to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. Make sure you like this podcast, comment, let us know your questions. And you can definitely follow us on all podcast platforms, especially Podbean.
But next we're going to go into, you know, one of my favorite topics, and I always like talking about it, but this is a historically black college and university. Um, I will say before I give my college introduction, <clears throat> there was a meme on social media, and it was talking about how tired they are asking people what school they went to, and they start with the illustrious, the greatest, talking about HBCUs. And the reason why I say that, because I always say, no, what, what college did you go to? I went to Florida A&M, Florida A&M University, the number one HBCU nation, the highest of seven hills, home of the Rattler that will strike, strike and strike again. But, you know, I just always like to throw that out there. But, you know, Dave, and I, I know you're big into sports, so you've probably seen some of the stuff. But, you know, the last two years, HBCUs have just kind of been on the rise. And whether we're talking about sports, we're talking about music. We're talking about um, political um, politicians. So, you know, real quick, I, I just want to rattle off some of the ones that I just wrote down right now. <clears throat> so, of course, one of the biggest things recently, Meg the Stallion graduated from uh, Texas Southern University, a degree in um, some, something healthcare related. I know she talked about wanting to open up a healthcare facility. J.R. Smith at North Carolina A&T, and I believe he's on the golf team there. We have Chris Paul at Winston-Salem State University. We have LeBron James, who designed the basketball shoes for Florida A&M University. Uh, we have Will Packer, Florida A&M graduate, who goes back and does a lot. We have Dion Sanders, of course, at Jackson State University. We have Kamala Harris, our vice president from Howard. Um, we have that uh, Dell State Joe Biden connection, you know, home state connection as well. And this is something this, this was a little surprise I wanted to throw. And I didn't even want to tell you I had this coming. There's two people on um, power power book who went to FAMU. Oh, really? Yep. Who? Kane. Okay. Graduate of FAMU. Really? Yep. Bobby Brown himself. <laughs> yep, Bobby Brown himself. <laughs> and Mecca. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I, you know, I thought that was interesting. He went there? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, wow. and, uh, also there's recently a, um, a, uh, football player who transferred from Florida State to FAMU because it's right across this track. But long story short, you know, I feel like HBCUs have been on the rise the last two years, probably just because of like the Black Power Movement, Black Lives Matter, Buy Black, Support Black. Um, I I know you're a big sports fan, and, and we've talked about FAMU, but I just want to get your takes on you know why you think you know some of that resurgence has kind of. Well, one thing, one thing I will say, um, especially taking it from a sports a sports uh, perspective. Um, a few years ago, and you probably don't know about this, there was a basketball player who was like one of the top recruits in the country. If, and I think he was the number one recruit in the country, and he could have went to any school in the country. There were so many people after him, and he went to Howard. That uh, that. So uh, he he was a tall dude, right? Yeah, I feel right. like okay. Yeah, I, I remember seeing. Yeah, him. yeah. He he went to Howard. And everybody was like, what? He signed with Howard University? And that's where he ended up going to school was Howard. And he's, uh, I think he's a junior this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that was one of the things that kind of started the trend. Um, um, and he decided to, when he made that choice, 
it meant that the HBCUs were back on the rise again because people forget if you're not of a certain age, you don't remember the heydays of the HBCUs. Um, when a guy like Earl the Pearl Monroe um, came out of Winston-Salem University and was one of the top guards in the country basketball-wise. Um, um, and you don't remember those situations. Um, back then, it was uh, the HBCUs had a lot of pro football players. Yeah, Gramlin was turning out pro football players, Doug Williams, and <coughs> the name of a few, Isaiah Robinson was a linebacker. There were a lot of guys that came out. Um, one of my favorite quarterbacks came from HBCU, um, um, James Harrison. So there was uh, was that about, uh, Willie Gallimore who came for the yeah, University. Yeah, I know, I know. That's Florida A and M had quite a few. Um, well, Florida A uh, and M and um, and and Gramlin were turning out pros left and right back in the day. You know, so it's really it's really. Um, it's really um, interesting nowadays. And then you got a lot of actors and so forth. Um, of course, we had, you know, T'Challa. From, uh, yes, Chadwick. You know, Chadwick Bozeman, Howard. Bozeman, who um, also was a, um, um, also was a Howard alumni, you know, um, Anthony Anderson, Howard mm -hmm. alum, you know, and of course the vice president. You know, so that's it's it's been an upswing, but the only thing you got a lot of people enrolling in these schools, but the money situation is still yeah, not the, right. the, the money's all all funny. It's all it's still a lot of funny <clears throat> stuff going on with the money, and you got a lot of athletic um, personalities. You got a lot of stars um, in the entertainment world, um, a lot of hip hop artists or whatever. They're all investing in these schools. They're they're trying to help pay off these these um, loans that people have, you know, as far as the repayment and everything. So there's been a upswing to try to get people to enroll in these schools. But still, we got to get that money situation under control so we can keep it in those schools. And even a guy like Dion, you mentioned Dion um, Primetime there, um, Sanders, you know, there's a lot of Division One schools that are trying to get him now. Because, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, Cause you know, didn't they say Florida State oh, passed them up? Yeah, Florida State. Um, uh, I think Texas was was looking at him. There was a couple schools looking at him, and you know, because he had such a great year. Unfortunately, he took a he took a beating this past weekend. You know, his boy at South Carolina State. Yeah. They did a number on him for the championship. Nobody saw that coming. Right, I know? heard it was so, a close game. I didn't was, see it. Yeah, nobody saw it coming. Though, you know, um, they kind of they kind of beat Dion and them up. Up, you know. But it is what it is. Dion has two sons playing there. With. Yeah, I, I saw that. You know, and his son, one of his sons could have went anywhere as well. So this is where we are. It's a good thing that the HBCUs are doing so well. Um, and I was, I was thinking about it, too. I can't remember what school it is, but Master P's son was playing basketball at an HBCU, too. I think he may have just recently transferred out. Oh, the younger but, one? Um, I'm, I'm not sure which one. Because I know Romeo also. Yeah. Yeah. So not, not Romeo, but they're, they're the one who was currently playing. But, yeah. you know, Dave, I, you know, I definitely agree. You know, I think, uh, <clears throat> you know, and, and I, I kind of hate to say that George Floyd and, you know, what happened to him kind of created a movement. Yeah. But, you know, it did spark a lot of things, you know. So like right after he passed, there was a big, uh, big by black moment. 
which is still, you know, surging now. Um, there was a big mo- movement to supporting HBCUs. There was a big movement to black history. And uh, that reminded me, you know, this summer, uh, Governor of Delaware signed into law that uh, schools here in Delaware will now be required to uh, teach black history, right. which is, you know, I did major. I did see that because they had gotten away from, look, there was no black history. There, there was history. Slavery. Yeah, it was all slavery. That's all they talked about was slavery. Yeah. You know, and that's all most of these students know about. They don't know a lot of American history, period. You know, so, yes, so this type of stuff is definitely needed. And even in the HBCUs, you have, like, you know, um, I know people that have been history majors in colleges and whatever, and they don't know any of the stuff that, like, about these cities that I just mentioned mm-hmm. to you that were underwater and so forth. Nobody knew that. You know, it. I saw it on a TV show, and I was like, my mouth dropped open. I was like, what? Yeah. And I, I'll go even go a little bit farther or a little bit broader, but even um, Tulsa, I I never learned That's about. In history, I, I never learned about Tulsa in no. school, and I I just learned about that probably two or three years yeah. ago. Yeah, and when you look at it, and then when they did the movie, the harder they fall, and they talked about all of the you know the characters in that movie, how they were all real even though the movie was based on fiction, but it was all real people. And, you know, Tulsa, the sheriff there was um, um, that Madsen um, from that movie. He was the sheriff there. And I watched the, uh, what you call it? Regina King did a show mm-hmm. the other a uh, couple years ago called The Watchmen. I don't know. Okay. If you, did you see Watchmen? Um, I, I, and they I've talked seen about Tulsa, Oklahoma in that show. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and there was a, a big piece of that show had to do with Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know, so, you, you know, people, we got to we got to stay woke. We got to do a reading. We got to try to find the information. One thing that the Internet does, it affords us the opportunity to find things out. Now, of course, you have to be careful because there's some lies out there. There's yeah, some definitely. stuff out there that people have fabricated. You or, know, or or they just information is not correct and they kind of yeah, it's right. almost like a folklore yeah. like I heard so I, I share. But but you'd be surprised what's out there if you can if you go out there and you do the research. You know, we didn't know anything about the women that helped with the NASA program before yep. hidden figures came yep. out. <laughs> I should have known that. Yeah. You know, in my lifetime, I should have known something about that, but I didn't know about that. So this is the kind of stuff that we're talking about. We got to, we got to, um, for you people that are sending your kids to HBCUs, um, that's important. Make sure that they learn everything they need to learn while they're there. Or if you're supporting HBCUs, because there has been a big movement. We have, uh, you know, we know people here in Delaware that have really pushed that over to, gosh, like a guy like Steven been pushing yeah. that for 10 years at least, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so that's what's important. So, but um, we're going to move on. If you have any comments, just make sure that you um, put it out there and let us know. But we want to try, and we're always going to try to put out stuff that we want we want you guys to be talking about. So we're um, going to move into the sports thing since we just got finished talking about the HBCUs and some of the athletes and so forth. Um, one of the things I wanted to do was give a shout-out. Yeah, I know he's not listening, but maybe one day he will be to Tiger Woods, <laughs> you know, and his son Charlie, for um, they they had a great showing in the tournament, the uh, 
the Pro-Am tournament, the PNC um, championship this past weekend. Boy, that Charlie, man, I'm telling you. Oh, he, 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 he a prime like him. his father out there on that course, man. I'm telling you, the boy handles himself the same way. He he when he when he when he goes to hit the ball, he he has the same swing. I mean, they were doing side by sides of the way Tiger swings and hit away. He, perfect textbook. I'm telling wow. you, this kid is good, man. He's going to be really something. And you watch Tiger play. Tiger played well. But Tiger, you know, to be a golfer, you have to be able to walk that course, and he could not walk the course. Mm. He was he was riding along in a in a cart the whole time. You oh, know? Wow. And there were a couple times that he took some shots and he grimaced. You know, you can see that he's still hurting. But you know, and he said he's about seventy seventy five percent. But he said it was good to be out there. So for for those people who don't know, is he recovering or is that a, a permanent injury or a permanent? He's, re- he's recovering. He will never be perfect again. Um, he, he got his legs are so messed up. You know, he's, he's not going to be what we're used to. Is he going to be able to compete again? That only Tiger knows the answer to that. And we know we've counted Tiger out before and a couple of years ago. <laughs> hey, right. Came, <laughs> you know, came back you know, with a vengeance. Yeah. He came back with a vengeance. So, so only Tiger knows whether or not Tiger is going to be able to continue to play. But it was good to see them compete. They actually had a shot to win the tournament. Um, but, you know, they missed a couple putts down the stretch. Um, but it, they came in second. And people, you could tell, ain't, ain't nothing like going to a golf event when Tiger is on the course. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. everybody's there. Um, <laughs> you, you know, I, I know one thing I was reading, there were, or it was a, on a video they were talking about um, – Somebody was interviewing Tiger, and they're like, oh, you know, it, was your son nervous out there? What, what do you tell him? And he was like, I tell him the same thing my dad told me. He's like, he's like, it's the same shot no matter who's watching, who's not watching, you know, so just focus on the shot because it doesn't matter. And I was like, okay, Tiger, that's easier to say than to do when, <laughs> when the championship's on the line and you got 50 million people around the well, world watching. Tiger Woods, son, and, 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 and you and you learn how to concentrate the way the Tiger concentrate. I'm sure he blacked it out. They right. came out, you know, Tiger's thing on Sundays, on, you know, he always came out in red and black. Mm-hmm. You know, that's his, let's get him <laughs> thing. Oh, uh, yeah, and his son know? came out the same way. Yeah. Charlie came out the same way, you know. Yeah. So, you know, this kid, this kid's going to be something else, man. Yeah. I think he's going to be good. So. I, well, I mean, with, with Tiger as your daddy. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, like, ain't, ain't no, that's almost like a, um, Richard and uh, Serena and Venus, like you, you got the best. You got the best. That's what it is. So you know, um, but I just wanted to shout them out because I did look at a little bit of it. And it's funny. I only will look at golf and Tiger's plan, you know, and that's just what I do. So you know, um, but I wanted to give a shout. I wanted to talk about um, the NFL and all of this craziness that's going on with this COVID. Um, Right now, COVID is really affecting all the sports. It's affecting hockey. It's affecting basketball. They all these t- like the Flyers were supposed to have a game tonight. Oh, were they um, home they, game? Yeah, they were supposed to have a home game the same time that the Eagles were playing tonight. From the game that the Eagles were supposed to be playing on Sunday, they got pushed to the night because Washington had thirty something players with COVID. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. So the instead of canceling or f- having Washington to forfeit the game, which everybody felt they should have. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm yeah, curious why they wouldn't have. Because apparently Washington's owner is a very powerful guy. 
And everybody thinks that the commissioner, the guy told the commissioner, hey, we're not forfeiting. You just need to move the game. And the commissioner moved the game. Because mm, gotcha. the owners kind of own that commissioner. Um, we won't even get into that. That's a whole mess right there. But anyway, so the Eagles, instead of getting the forfeited win, which would help them with their playoffs um, chances, the Eagles get, you know, now Washington, they they have, I think they're getting like 16 players back for tonight's game because they pushed it to Tuesday, including their starting quarterback, who was also out with COVID. So it was a conspiracy theory involved with the whole thing. But anyway, the whole the, and and the Flyers was supposed to have been playing at the same time. They shared the same parking lot. So if you pulled in, you have a season parking pass. Trouble, trouble, trouble. You may not have your parking space because they, they, they the double Flyers fan that has that same parking pass was probably in your spot. So which, which game started first? Well, they both started at the same the exact time. same time, but. A couple of hours ago, the Flyers game got canceled because of a COVID. Ah, uh, okay. So, so now they, they, they kind of lucked up. It kind of worked out. It kind of worked out. So just Eagle, the Eagle game is going on tonight. And you, it's funny, like when you told me about the story, you know, I started reading about it. And what happens to the fans who make travel arrangements? That's what we've been uh, all weekend long. And like I listen to talk radio. Yeah. Eagle, I listen to WIP a lot and a lot of sports talk radio. That's just me. And I. That's how I start my day. And there was a guy that called in on the radio station. His He had his grandson drive. They drove from Ohio um, over the weekend. Um, no, Friday night. They they started out Friday. They got there late Friday. They got there early morning Saturday. The kid was going to his first football game, 10 years old. He was excited. They've been Eagle fans. They actually are from the area, but they live in Ohio now. They're all getting all excited about the game, and then they say, hey, we're going to move the game to Tuesday. Right. He had to be back in at, in Ohio Tuesday because of something, uh, some test or something they had to do. So he couldn't go to the game. Yeah. Because he had to leave the, this morning. So he couldn't go to the game. There was no way they could change the schedule because he had to be back, you know. So they flew back to Ohio. They rented a car and came, drove, but they flew back so he could be back in time for whatever it was. Yeah, because like <clears throat> there were a couple of stories I saw like that where people were airfare, yeah. travel, yeah. hotels, and, 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 time and, off from and work. This kid's grandfather who was taking him to the game can't go either because he has to work. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, so it's work. And guess what? The Eagle said no refunds. Of course. Nobody's getting any money back, whatever. So you didn't and and then if you bought a ticket just off say you wanted to go to the game, you bought a ticket, the minimum ticket price is one twenty five. The minimum. You know. So think about how much these people who are season ticket yeah, holders I'm sure or whatever, hundreds, you know thousands. Thousands and thousands of dollars. And even to throw it in, if these uh vaccine mandates go in Yeah. And I think we talked about it a little bit last time, yeah. so we won't go into it, but they may not even be able to get in, period. And all this started with the risk is because of one player who refused to get vaccinated and he was what they called uh, Agent Zero, mm, <laughs> you know, the, the, the and they said he was the spreader, the super spreader, because he got everybody sick. So, and, and, you know, I saw to my wife, how does it work where we're calling him the spreader when all of the football players go home 
spend time with their families. They're doing things off the clock and then they come back. So like, can we really call him the spreader when I'm sure? Well, he wasn't vaccinated. Majority of these guys that also got COVID were vaccinated. Some of them were vaccinated. So some of them are, had asymptomatic, were asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. That's why they're going to be playing. A lot of them are going to be playing tonight, but he can't play because he was fully, yeah. he fully got COVID, you know? So, um, it's, it's, it's really crazy because in sports, it's going on in basketball. There's been get cancellations as far as basketball is concerned and everything. So, um, this is where we are, guys. This, this and I'm an Eagle fan. I was kind of hoping that the Eagles got the four of it because Washington always gives them trouble. I just have a bad feeling about tonight's game because Washington's gonna have a makeshift lineup. Still, please don't let Washington beat this team <laughs> tonight. You know, and that's that's all I got to say about that. So, um, but, I, I don't know if it makes you feel any better or worse, but my kids are Washington Redskins fans. Just, uh, just FYI, my and Quincy. Washington football team. Yeah, I'm sorry, Washington football team. Can't say Redskins. Yeah, they, that's right. We got to make sure we're living. PC. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, all right. So, but anyway, go, go birds. That's all I got to say. Go birds. Run over that team and do what they got to do. So, all right. So, we're going to take it to something a little different here. How many of you guys are target shoppers? I, I just, you know, where, where, where are the ladies at? Yeah, where are the ladies at? You know, Target, you know, everybody loves to right. go to Target. The, the bougie Walmart. The bougie Walmart, which, you know, I won't, I just don't get it anyway. I'm a Walmart guy personally. I, I go to Walmart. So, uh, but anyway, there was a TikToker. Why is everything about TikTokers these days? I don't know. I don't but know. anyway, they rule, they run the world, I guess. They do. Um, she talks about how Target let her steal $3,000 worth of merchandise from the store before confronting her. Uh, this person's name is um, Ashley, and Ashley talks about how she would go, she had been going to Target over the, over a number of years, going in, seeing stuff that she liked. She would just take it and walk out the store with it, you know. And she thought it was fun because she would get away with it on a regular basis, whatever the case may be. And then one day, Target said, okay, that's enough. And they pressed charges and she was arrested. Okay. Now, what prompted Target to do this? Well, apparently Target has some of the top security systems around, apparently. And they videotape everybody that's in the store, and especially people that are stealing. They have, they've been able to videotape these people, and they allow you to take this stuff. But once you get up to a certain amount, which I think the threshold was $3,000. Dave, it, it would be just our luck to, to try to go in there and take a little item and clink, clink. Uh-huh. Yes, I, I mean, it definitely crazy. You know, like when I heard this in, um, I was reading some of the comments people were putting. Uh, some of the things they were saying is that, uh, <clears throat> if you steal stuff and you're not sure where you're at, can you call Target to kind of get your balance sheet? You know, let, okay, you know, where, where am I at? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause I mean, it's like, okay, who, who adds up how much stuff they steal? Like, 
when you steal, do you look at the price? Well, Dave, I, I, know, <laughs> I mean, I, well, I haven't been in Target, so I yeah, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know, I, I know you don't steal because you're a deacon in the yeah, church oh, and you are yeah, like yeah, a man of God. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying for, for other, <laughs> for other people, it's like, okay, when you steal stuff, are you looking at the price tags? You know, which well, is crazy. Well, I don't, I, I think, you know, I don't know if you look at, well, some people may be. Yeah. Because depending on what they're stealing, so what, what is, they're stealing Michael Kors or, or something like that, you know, you don't know. I, I don't know if they got Michael Kors. No, they, sure they, they, they definitely I'm don't. Sure they do. Now they, they, they may have a, a Nicki, a Nicki Minaj yeah. line yeah. and yeah. some of these other TikTokers. But I guess what happens is when the people take the things off the rack, they can see what they're taking and they just assume how much it is that they're taking. Right. So like with this particular, uh, there was an employee who talked about, yes, they do videotape you and they watch you. And they, they, they definitely watch everything that you do. So if you get to a certain level, yes, that's when they say, okay, we're going to, we're, we're going after them now. And so it's interesting when you see stuff like that. I don't know how many people have gone into one of these stores and tried to steal from them, but it is, uh, it is interesting when you see that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very interesting. And I wonder, to be honest, I wonder if race plays into that too, because, okay, even though I hear them saying this, I would still be very nervous to go in there and steal anything, you know, over $10. And I just feel like I, I, I just feel like with my luck, that $3,000 limit would apply. To oh me. yeah. Well, and it all depends on, cause I don't know. I mean, is it every walk? I mean, target that yeah. does this, I mean, you know, but, but there's, but apparently, according to the employee, he's saying that this is something that regularly happens. And Lord forbid you look like somebody else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's it, what celebrity was it that got caught stealing? Yes, it was a girl. Um, yeah. Oh, man. It was, I can't uh, remember who it was. Was it Amy Wine? No, not Amy Winehouse. It was, uh, I feel like it was Goldie Hawn's daughter. Daughter or something? Yeah, yeah got caught stealing from a target, yeah. you know, so Buku yeah, money. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess you get tempted when you see stuff that you really want and you don't want to pay for it. You know, uh, I, I had friends that were boosters, you know, for those people who don't know what boosters are, that they are people who, who, who go into stores and they, they, they steal things and they sell it. You know, you know, if you ever been in a beauty salon or, or, or hair, hair, um, uh, uh a hair um, cuttery shop or any type of those type um, thing. And somebody walks in and said, Hey, anybody need this? Anybody yeah. need this? Those are boosters. Or I'm about to say, even leaving the mall. Hey, I got a watch. Yeah. Oh no, at the gas station. Yeah. That's what, in fact, the one right over here, that's where they always catch me. Oh, I got a watch. I got the latest yeah. iPhone. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. And, and uh, one of the ones I used to know, she would go in to the, uh, to the barbershop and say, Hey, I'm going shopping today. Anybody need anything? <laughs> you know, that type of thing. Um, but when you talk to them, one of the things they would tell you about why they do what they do is because it's the thrill of it and the thrill of getting possibly getting caught, you know, or not getting caught. And so it's a big game to them. You know, uh, I, I had this one friend that used to say that she would go, she would see something in the store and she wanted it bad enough. She said she was leaving that store with it. Wow. And and they had all what, types. What jail is she in now? She, no, she never got caught. Oh, she, she got never lucky. Got um, and like there was a very famous group 
here in Delaware. I'm not going to say any names because everybody knows what I'm talking about. But they they would they would go in the malls and stores and they come out thousands and thousands and thousands. Was this a public group or this was just like a undercover group? Oh yeah, they were. Undercover. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but um. But some of these people, they have all the little gadgets. They go in with the, the wire cutters. They got, they got hooks and stuff inside of their coats. Like this time of year, this is the best time yeah. of year to, big, to do all this weather. because you've got the big coat weather and everything. They have hooks inside their coats. They can hang stuff on. They put whole hangers in their coats and hang them on hooks or whatever. Yeah. It was, it's and, you know, um, I don't know if you've seen recently, they've had a couple of those in uh, L.A. and Chicago. I think maybe the last uh, over on Black Friday weekend where they basically have a mob. So it's like 30, 40 people. Mm-hmm. They run in, smash, grab. And it's like, you know, when, when 40 people are running out the door with stuff, you can't, you know, you can't even go after them. And, of course, they hit up the high end luxury stores like the Louis Vuitton, you know, all those. So, you know. They came out with like hundreds of thousand dollars of, you know, stolen merchandise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in fact, um, they've done that at King of Prussia a lot too. I know, I know. Um, uh, there's been quite a few smashing grabs up there at King of Prussia. They did one one night. This was years ago. I was at um, I was at up on tool two at the shop right up there, and they used to have um, before the furniture store moved in that place. There was a I can't think of the name of it, but they had jewelry and everything in there. And I never forget, I was walking out to the parking lot. All of a sudden, I heard all this loud smashing and whatever. And it was a smashing grab. They took all these guys. You could see them in the in through the window. They grab. They you could swoop down, grab all the stuff, and run out the door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Wow, did I just see that? Right. You know, I mean, but this is this is the kind of stuff that goes on. So, but um. I just wanted to put that story out there. So next time you guys out shoplifting, I mean, next time you guys are out shopping. <laughs> right. At, at Target. At Target. Just know you got some leeway. Keep it under $3,000, okay? Keep it under $3,000. You might not have any issues. They might give you, you know, tell you you can't come in the store anymore, but at least you're not being arrested or whatever the case may be. So we wanted to put that story. Yeah. Out. And if they tell you can't come in the store, you just can find another Target and you just rack up your credit limit at that one, too. There you go. Just don't go over the limit. <laughs> Yeah, so, but that's, that's, that's my last story. Would you got anything else? To nah, no, nah, I mean, that, that's pretty much everything. I, I know we're wrapping up. Yeah. Um, so for everyone listening, you're listening to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. Make sure you like us. Um, you know, make sure you follow us. Dave, you have any closing words? Um, no, I think, uh, oh, wait a Yeah, of course I got something to say. Happy holidays. Um, it's, it's Christmas time. So we won't be talking to you guys. Oh, when we, oh, we do a roundup. Yeah, that's right. We got a roundup on Friday. Um, make sure you tune in on Friday evening around six o'clock to hear our roundup. But I just want to make sure and say to you guys, um, just in case you don't get a chance to listen, uh, happy holiday to you. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. You know, happy Kwanda. Uh, Kwanzaa, um, we want to make sure that you guys are um, safe and and that you guys are all getting what you want to get. Lynn, you want to add anything there? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say the thing, same thing I did said uh, last time. Don't go broke for them kids. 
Um, I already know that, you know, my, my kids will be happy, but they're not going to be excited. But, uh, you know, <laughs> and long, why is that, Leonard? Huh? And why is that? Because they, you know what? And this is going to be a whole nother time. We got to talk about this after Christmas. <laughs> kids don't really want stuff anymore. You know, you know what they want? They want, um, stuff for the phone or at least my kids. Okay. They, or they want they, a new phone. Yeah. New phones. They basically want all digital stuff. So, I mean, everything they want is like gift cards, money. They don't want toys. You know, I mean, of course, they, they want clothes. But yeah, they, yeah, it's funny because the trend has gone to clothes now. Yeah. Remember you bought clothes before? I don't want that. Yeah. Well, well, now it's a little bit different when you buy your own. It's yeah, different yeah, than yeah, when your parents yeah, buy them. That's right. But that's anyway, right. kind of like Dave said, I hope everyone has happy holidays. And we look forward to seeing you. Make sure you follow us and like us, comment. And other than that, we will see you next time. Okay. Join us next week for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn.